and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here ending local It's a Friday night. It's time for open mic comedy here at Mutiny Radio. Open mic comedy, how exciting. You're looking at the art? Yeah, please buy some art. It uh, all helps the station. My buddy Nikos from Athens, Greece, took all these pictures in Greece, and he's an amazing photographer. So look at the cool art, and yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome to Happy Hour. Yay! It's actually two hours long, and it's a fun, fun comedy show with people. Yay! Uh, I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. It's exciting. I'm wearing a dress. Uh, There's this donate jar up here. Thank you so much for donating to Mutiny Radio because without you, we really couldn't have the doors open. Honestly, every month, it's really hard to make rent. (laughs) That's real because I'm a Marxist and I don't charge people enough money because I'm not worth it. Yay! I'm 45 years old and I've never been worth it. It's okay. My work is meaningless. Women go through labor. And it's not valued at all. You get nothing for it. Isn't that funny? It's literally called labor. And you have a baby. And you get chastised for being a single mom. Hooray! Now I'm not a single mom. I'm never going to have kids. I'm going through menopause. And I'm even more worthless. Yay! I'm even more worthless. It's so exciting. But thank you, comedians, for paying $2. Because we are keeping this open. And it does cost money. And your $2 really, really makes a difference. I swear. (laughs) Without you, the doors would close. And then you'd be like... What happened to Mutiny Radio? I thought she was funded by like a trust fund or her parents. No, my parents hate me. <laughs> I'm a disappointment to everyone. Yay. 45 is so much fun. Your first comedian, it is. It's rough, baby. I'm telling you, it is. Getting older sucks. You're like, wow, I'm a disappointment to myself now too? Fuck me. I can't afford an Uber. I don't even have a smartphone. I don't deserve a little computer in my pocket. I'm not worth it. Your first comedian is though of the night. He just went outside. But that's cool. He's coming back in. What a doll he is. He's been with me for a long time. I like to believe that he was actually inside my uterus and I aborted him, his ghost, when I was 20 and it went into another vagina and then he was born. Uh, my ex-husband was black. That's, that's absolutely true. But he, uh, he's a lovely human being. He's been with the station for a long time. He has a show on Sundays called Old Soul Radio. It's from 8 to 10. It's super great. And put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. Yay! Thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. Oh, my mom. She's, she's more supportive than my, my real mom with my stand-up dreams in general, which is pretty tough. I, I went to college, and then I ended up doing stand-up, which just means I'm a failure to my family. That's, that's what that means. But uh, what's going on in my life right now? Uh, I have a girlfriend, which is super different from my life before that because I was a hoe. Like, I was fucking everybody which is now something that, uh, you know, you can now not, not know about me. Um, 
Yeah, it's bad. I used to fuck a lot of people. I used to fuck my girlfriend's roommate before we became boyfriend and girl. Have you ever fucked your girlfriend's roommate before? No? <laughs> Good. It's a, it's a very awkward first week of a relationship, I'll tell you that. That was tough. Like, I'm so much of a hoe that, like, I, they know my name at Planned Parenthood now, which isn't... <laughs> isn't really the place you want to walk in. Everyone's like, welcome back, you know? This is like a, chair, is like a whole bench of ladies that are like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy's, this guy's a terrible person. I don't know. Maybe that caters into my political beliefs because people are trying to shut down Planned Parenthood. I'm like, no, I really, I really need that shit. I don't have health insurance, so that's, that's a problem. Um, like I said before, I work with kids. Kids are really fucking mean. In middle school, they suck. Uh, what happened today? These kids are obsessed with the fact that I don't have like a really like nice hairline as a person, which like, yeah, it sucks. I like how you're laughing because I don't laugh. <laughs> now the kids like to take my hat off, and I, I'd say the hardest part about being a middle school teacher is not getting angry because. In middle school, they cuss at you like adults cuss at you, but I gotta respond with, hey, don't say that. You're not supposed to do that, right? Like, there's this little kid, this is like, <laughs> this is three foot Chinese kid that calls me a bitch ass nigga every day. And part of me <laughs> wants to correct him because that's not okay. He can't go through life saying that. But the comedian part of me loves that shit. <laughs> he keeps me humble every day. Call me bitch ass nigga. That's it's pretty pretty crazy. I was just talking to you outside about uh, about how much I love dogs. I love dogs because they are always babies. No matter what, no matter how old they get, they don't become like teenage assholes at any point in their life. And I just don't think we deserve dogs as as a species. We don't deserve them. They're better people. They don't vote. They're not you know dogs aren't Republican, which is. Pretty awesome. Um, I went to a different country recently. I, I recently went to London for a week. Uh, this shit was dope. I, I was nervous, though, because, again, I have a girlfriend. And in London, there's a lot of really fine North African women with British accents, which is the exact porn that I watch. Like, that is what I type in to jack off. And so... The fact that they were everywhere, it was really hard for me not to just cheat. Um, <laughs> perfect timing of the horn, as always. Uh, no, nah, it was rough. I was walking around this one club in London, and I was just walking around hard the entire time. Like, it was really rough. Like, I accidentally bumped into this lady with my dick, because I was just walking, and it just kind of just... <laughs> just grazed her side a little bit. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Surprisingly, that's not the worst thing that happened. Like, I was grazing people's hips and, like, little kids' foreheads just... <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> that happens a lot. It's my penis is it's large. That's, uh, that's rough. <laughs> you ever thought about, like, if, like, Shaq was at, like, a salad bar just knocking food over with his dick? <laughs> That'd be really rough. I probably shouldn't be working with kids and telling jokes like that. I, that'd be really hard. 
So next time it get, gets in my face, like, shut up, ow, and then lose my job instantly and get on the sex offenders list. Um, but yeah, uh, shit, I got the, the horn. I have like 30 seconds left, pretty much. Oh, I'm trying to think of what else to say. Um, I don't know what's going on with Kanye West. I'm still trying to create jokes about him about why he is just going off the deep end. He made so much great music that I love and respect a lot. And he was the guy who said George Bush doesn't love black people, but now he likes Trump and it's the scariest thing. Is It's fucking nuts. And I think he got brainwashed by the Kardashian family. I really do. In London, they have a, you know, they have like the royal family, but out here, it's the Kardashians. I, I think they just brainwash people. That's what I think happened to Kanye. Have you ever seen Space Jam before? Remember that part when like, they suck all the powers out of Michael Jordan into a ball. I feel like Kim Kardashian just grabbed Kanye's head and just sucked all his smarts, and now she wants to be a lawyer, and it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing. But hey, my name is Mike, have a good night. bumping tonight because I'm getting over a sickness. Yay, of course Mike Evans Jr. has a big dick because I have huge balls. And I'm his imaginary ghost mom. Yay! That was lovely. You're always a gem and a star. I've been trying to light this joint with this lighter that doesn't work. You know when you have like 12 lighters in your house and all of them are broken? That's like my whole, I'm like looking through my bag. If anyone has a lighter, I'd like to light an on fire. Things. Drugs. Thank you. Um, Drugs that are legal now for me, and isn't that nice? Any other stoners in the room? Super stoners, no? None of you? None of you have, have you ever forgotten how to use your own shower because you're so high? It's like, it's so hot, it's so cold, ah! I'm Airbnb-ing my own home, it's nuts. Why is this fucking cat litter on the floor? I'm paying so much money to live here. Who is doing this to me? It's me, I'm doing it. Your next comic's gonna make you laugh really hard. Put your hands together, everybody, for Daniel Lewis. Yay! How's it going, you guys? Good to be here. This is hold this, happen to be holding this big swinging mic. This big swinging veiny mic. So it was right before me. I gotta do that. All right. Yeah, you guys, uh, I'm getting pretty old, actually. I'm, like, I'm about Pam's age. Can you imagine? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, I just, uh, I feel like I'm get, sometimes I get behind on stuff. Like, uh, I had to ask somebody what ghosting meant the other day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, I feel like that's a, it's a pretty new term, so it's kind of embarrassing. I had to ask what it means. And they told me what it means, and I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, we've always had this. We've always had this phenomenon. It's just that they, they recently like rebranded it ghosting and then made it the other person's fault. You know, because it, it used to be called not taking a hint. You know, like you ever consider maybe they don't like you? You're kidding. That's impossible. Yeah, but it's a whole shifting of blame, and it's actually been pretty good for me because like, well, I don't have to call myself a stalker anymore. You know, I can just say the Channel Two weather lady is ghosting me. Yeah, talks to me all day on TV, doesn't call me later on. Maybe I'll sue her for a change, huh? How about that? See how she, how she likes it, yeah? Maybe she'll lose and then she can't be any further than 500 yards from me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the other one is uh, I learned about was Netflix and chill. I mean, I knew the phrase, but I didn't know until like embarrassingly recently that uh, 
it has a sexual connotation. Like I had no idea. I was using it like at face value. It, sort of, it means you're going to stay home and have sex, you know? Now I can't tell you how many times I've used this to like not go out drinking with my friends and they know I live alone, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, sorry guys, not tonight. Netflix and chill for this guy. Needed a night like this real bad, you guys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> not that great of a phrase though because watching Netflix and chilling out are super common things to do. You know, so like what if that is what I want to do? I have to come up with another phrase that means watching Netflix and staying home and chilling out, you know? Something like, uh, sorry, girlfriend and I are going to ball gag and peg tonight, actually, guys. That's what we're doing. And we're thinking Stranger Things, maybe Mindhunters. I don't know. Lastly, the thing I think I understand least is the whole dick pic phenomenon. I don't, know any, I don't understand like what they're meant to do or accomplish. I've never, I've never received one or sent one. I've never taken a dick pic. I'm kind of afraid, actually. I'm afraid they're going to come up with dick recognition software. <laughs> you know they could do it, too. The Russians could do it. Because everyone is different. Everyone's unique. Everyone's got a unique mushroom stamp. And if you don't believe me, just try to unlock my iPhone, you guys. Only my mushroom works on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> when, do you think the, uh, when do you think the first ever dick pic was taken? You know, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not totally certain, but knowing guys, it was probably about five minutes after photography was invented. You know? <laughs> like Thomas Edison, whoever see that first magical image appearing on the paper, and right away is like, you know, there's this girl I got a crush on. Maybe she wants to see my hog. Yeah. <laughs> And he's got to go through that whole ordeal. Imagine that. He's in the studio, pants around his ankles, huge like apparatus. He's got to put that big shroud over his head that's connected to the camera and like get it all situated. And then, super tricky part is, he's got to keep it aroused but totally motionless for 20 minutes. I have never done that. You can't do that. But he's, you know, he's Thomas Edison, so he figures it out. <laughs> then he's got to process it, you know? He's got to, like, use all those dangerous chemicals, like, make himself, like, a, a silver gelatin, sepia-toned Dick Daguerreotype, and send it off, like, Pony Express. Imagine that. It takes, like, five weeks to get there. And then guess what? No response. That's right. Ghosted, you guys. Ghosted. The first ever ghosting. Not a lot of people know that. Now you do. All right, that's pretty much all I wanted to practice, how callbacks might work. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Pam. Daniel Lewis, everyone. Yay. You learned about ghosting. That's so exciting. I recently learned about what DTF meant because I was teaching college, and I had just finished, I had just finished like this undergrad writing workshop, and I got a text from one of my students, and he's like, hey Pam, now that you're not our teacher anymore, are you DTF? And I was like, what does that mean? I like couldn't figure out what the words meant, and they were, and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> you're supposed to wait with student, you're supposed to wait till you're done with the class to molest them, because then it has nothing to do with their grade, they just wanna fuck you. I get it, yay. <laughs> I mean, but I wouldn't be, hey, if, if a guy wanted to fuck me to get a better grade, I'm not going to say, you know, I should probably say, it's one of the reasons I don't teach in college anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. I left of my own volition. I didn't get in trouble. Uh, your next two comedians aren't here. They're obviously getting in trouble somewhere because they're too good looking to be comedians, and that's fine. They'll come here soon, I'm sure. Uh, but your next comedian, too, she's 
amazing and beautiful and too good looking to be a comedian and super funny and I'm super glad that she's here because women in the room yay yay seriously we're like this safe space for cisgender dudes and 14 year old Pam is like dudes all the dudes but right now we got a lady coming up and I'm so excited she's here put your hands together for Elizabeth Simone yay hey um, I just want to say happy national coming out day to everyone I am queer. Um, I have this experience a lot as a queer woman where like I'll see a hot woman and I'll be like, hey, and I'll just like, I don't say that, I just, that's in my head. And then I'll just like get a little closer, checking them out, and then I'll realize, oh, that's a 12-year-old boy. (laughs) It's hard to tell. Sometimes it is hard to tell if you are a gay woman or a straight pedophile. <laughs> um, so um, my, uh, my mailbox at my place is uh, behind um, some ivy, and we got a notice from the postal service saying that we, they were suspending delivery till we cut back the ivy. So I, I sent the notice to my landlord thinking, oh, she'll just like trim the bush a bit. Oh no, I get back the next day and that bush has been totally waxed. My box is now completely exposed. <laughs> yeah, the slit is right there, you can't miss it. Uh, I'm just digging myself a deeper hole on this one. I, uh, I was uh, working on that joke and um, the, the intro was really long, it was awkward, so I just kept working on it and now I think it's tighter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I saw U-Haul has like um, these like pods, you know, like for moving, and uh, they say on them U-Box, we haul. I don't know. I kind of think like if U-Haul is trying to get away from their lesbian reputation, they might not want to have a product called U-Box. Um, yeah, just that's just a new one. Um, so. <laughs> I, uh, I saw a news headline that said, a person with confirmed case of measles visits Berkeley Bowl. That's not news. Like, of course, anti-vaxxers shop at Berkeley Bowl. <laughs> I think if that headline had said, person with confirmed case of measles visits Safeway, like, that would be news. Obviously, rich hippies do not buy Safeway cakes. I think that we um, we think that there's like certain places that are healthy to go because that's where the rich hippies go, you know, like Rainbow Grocery, the acupuncturist's office, Portland. But honestly, like those are the places that are going to be teeming with measles. Honestly, if there's a measles outbreak, I am headed for McDonald's. That's my that's my safe meetup spot. Um, I went to the gynecologist. And um, she, she got me up on the, the exam table, you know, feet in the stirrups, giddy up. And, uh, and she looks at me and she says, wow, I never see unshaved pussy anymore. <laughs> Is that a compliment about my unique style? I'm going to take it if that's, if that's a compliment. Uh, but it just kind of got me thinking like, 
What does she say when she sees yet another bald pussy? <laughs> Boring. <laughs> oh, come on. Can't you do something unique? Just grow it out. Maybe shave some letters into the side of it or something. How about a mustache? Or, or payus, pussy payus. Oh, come on. Like, if you don't want to grow it out, just have a piercing or something, for God's sake. The bald pussy thing, it's, it's overdone, people. <laughs> God. I know there's, like, I know it's not just, like, 70s bush or bald pussy. Like, there's, it's a spectrum. It's not a binary, okay? What about the, the five o'clock shadow pussy look? You know that? Like, just, like, trimmed down to the skin. That's, like... <laughs> Makes, makes your vagina look like it's been day drinking at a bar in a crumpled suit. <laughs> oh, man. I ran into that gynecologist uh, like a week later, and I was like, I gave her this big, like, hi, smile as if to say, like, it's me, the one with the unique 70s bush. And she just, like, looked past me, like, didn't even recognize me. And I realized, yeah, this style is not unique. I should have just been like, ma'am, it's me. <laughs> the unique 70s bush. Anyway, that's Elizabeth Simone. Thank you. Here's Cam. I loved your set so much because I actually have a 70s bush. My pubic hair is so long, it's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. <laughs> like I'm never... You can't, it, I'm never afraid of being naked in public because you can't see anything. It's like, what's down there? Doesn't matter. Look at it. It's like a hula skirt. It's like I can, boobity boobity. I know some people are missing and they're coming, so we've got, oh, hey, he's right there. He's one of the bearded men in the audience tonight. I got a beard on my pussy, but he keeps it on his face. Isn't it funny that, that they're like, they're like, oh, if you have a pussy beard, that's weird and gross. But if you have a face beard, everyone's fine with that. Isn't that like, they're so sexy, those weird lumberjacks, but like, I can't have a lumberjack pussy. Like what's wrong? Everybody put your hands together, everybody for Kelly Evans. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so I'm trying to do something new recently, which is uh, be sober on stage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it sucks. It's a, <laughs> it was a lot more fun being high. I'm going to say that up front. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I, uh, I suffer with depression. Like, I have depression. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that and uh but you know periodically i see people who are looking really happy like the other day i was uh, driving some guys walking down the sidewalk uh and he's just smiling grinning from ear to ear and i'm like you know that's nice you know it's good to see that somebody's happy in life and they're showing it they're walking down the street having a great time you know that people can be that happy uh but also fuck that guy you know <laughs> Fuck that guy and his happiness, all right? Like, why do you, you showing off, huh? Like, why don't I get to be that? You know what? I know that's petty. That's a petty way to think. I should, I should be better, all right? And I, like, I, I, I thought that to myself. I was like, yeah, you know, I need to be a better person. But also, like, I kind of want to trip him, you know? Just, like, see, see the look of confusion on his face, like, as he realizes some strange man just tripped him on the ground. Like, what? Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, uh, I really need to work on myself is my point. Uh, <laughs> 
since I started comedy, uh, a lot of the comics have referred to me as uh, the handsome comic, which is very telling about what the standards of beauty are for the comedy industry. <laughs> very low, evidently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I lost that one a bit. But yeah, but people keep using the word handsome, which is not the same as like hot, okay? Handsome is attractive for the Great Depression. That's what handsome is. <laughs> All right, like if this was the Dust Bowl, I'd be smashing right now. That was what, uh, clearly I'm old because I still use the word smashing because <laughs> I don't think anybody uses that anymore. Uh, I needed to change my verbiage. Um, somebody actually said I look like John Hamm's cousin, <laughs> which sounds like a compliment, right? Until you realize like cousins are usually the uglier version of that person, right? Like. It's like if that person was a painting, it would be like the third grader cartoon drawing of that person. Like it's lopsided a little bit. The jaw's not quite right. You know what I mean? I have no chin is my point. Uh, <laughs> what else? I'll finish on this. Uh, it, it making some noise. Huh? Oh, I know. I know. This is like a three minute bit. Uh, <laughs> by finish, I mean start. Um, uh, make some noise if you grew up in the 80s. That's not as sad as previous responses. <laughs> it's like when two people out of 30 clap, that's when I know it's going to be a bad joke. All right. Uh, well, you've seen Back to the Future, though, right? Everybody's seen that movie. Most people have seen Back to the Future. If you haven't, it's basically it's like a family-friendly movie uh, where like a young boy, uh, his best friend is an older man, and uh, his mom tries to have sex with him. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Major plot points for that movie, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it sucks, doesn't it? Uh, because it does. It's not, why do we like that movie? That's not, if you look at that objectively, that's not a good movie. Just because Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's now doesn't mean we have to like it, okay? <laughs> uh, but like all movies in the 80s for kids kind of sucked. They were all bad. And it makes sense that they sucked because everyone was on cocaine. There was so much blow like the producers the actors the boom mic operator everybody i'm fairly sure that the 80 percent of the economy for columbia was provided for the coke budget of flight of the navigator you know like still working on the wording on that one um but yeah i mean like let's the cartoons suck too all right he-man master of the universe are we familiar with this atrocious fucking cartoon. The entire outfit for He-Man, who is the hero, by the way, is a Speedo, uh, a leather harness, and fuck-me boots. Yeah. How much coke was in on that meeting that we're having when they ran that idea by, like, yeah, it's gonna be fucking, it's gonna be fucking great, you know? He's gonna be, he's gonna ride a tiger? <laughs> oh, fuck! We're gonna make so much money! Ah! Thundercats? Like... The main character's name is Lion-O. How, what? That's the worst, <laughs> like, we'll put an O on the end of Lion. Fucking real creative. All right. <laughs> and then he, his main move is he pulls a dagger out. It grows into a throbbing sword. And then he screams, oh, at the top of his lungs and fights an AIDS mummy. That's the whole, okay, maybe AIDS mummy I should drop. Uh, I got more, but I'm in there. Thank you very much. Let's give it up for your host, Pam. I'm wearing these glasses in homage to the 80s. Don't they look very 80s? Schnarf, schnarf, <laughs> schnarf. Remember that guy? Yeah, why do I love cats so much? Schnarf. Because of fucking lion-o and tigress and all that shit. Hell yeah. Cats riding cats? What the fuck could be better? <laughs> like, 
I've always loved. Uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited to bring up for you, everyone, Roman Muratov. Yay! <laughs> got this letter um, it's uh, this is to inform you that the man who stepped on your heels four years ago and the woman who overcharged you yesterday are having a baby <laughs> so uh, yeah I just came back from Mexico when I went there the customer officer asked me if I'm bringing any drugs I said no just returning <laughs> yeah. Has anyone done that? I, just, I, I genuinely went to Mexico and I thought of that and I was like, this sounds like such a thing. Anyway, let me know. <laughs> but anyway, the, I had this friend who told me a theory that uh, everyone has got to shit themselves as an adult at least once in life. And so you might as well do it preemptively to get over it and, you know, in a safe environment. So, so I'm no longer friends with this person, but uh, I was thinking that if I knew that I had five minutes left to live, I would shit myself then. Uh, save it to the last bit, because that's really the only time you can shit yourself as an adult and get away with it, right? Because it's, it's either that or childbirth. Uh, but of course, like, if you do it as a man during childbirth, it's not as accepted at all, uh, as I found out. Uh, poem. Just as I found her clitoris, she called out from the other room. Uh, yeah, so the other day I overheard someone saying that uh, casual racism is actually the worst kind of racism. And it got me thinking, what would be the best kind of racism? Now, surely it wouldn't be formal racism. If you think then that you're racist. Uh, but then um, I saw the, at the words that also have the same adjectives, like sex. So there's casual sex and formal sex, like when you wear your mismatched socks or when you have an agreement and all that. And so applying the same logic, then uh, if you have casual racism, you can have uh, something like anal racism, which means very sorrow, you know, with an underlying theory. So say uh, Adolf Hitler would be a, a good example of that, right? Um, I just went by something called Pornhub, and um, it's a barely legal racism. It's you know it's a word that uh, dangerously close, like snigger and whatnot. You know, just like one letter away from tragedy. And then you have uh, kind of amateur racism, which is just mild prejudice that hasn't developed. And then you have professional racism, which is you know politicians and whatever. Uh, that could be a topical thing, but I don't know what's happening. You know, mature racism would be Thanksgiving, uniform, very consistent, kind of spreading itself not only to people but to their customs and cuisine and footwear and whatnot, right? Uh, so the problem with this is that there's no way to end it other than saying that there's no such thing as the best kind of racism, right? Which is kind of boring. Uh, unlike sex, which there is a best kind and that's with a padlock. And. Um, Yeah, another poem. Uh, polyamorous breakup, group text, to whom it may concern. Yeah. There's <laughs> um, another one. All is fair in love and war and Folsom Street Fair. Yeah. Uh, has there been a shooting at an open mic? Uh, if not, why not? 
No, it's an essay. <laughs> Just suggesting, you know. Uh, I know. Well, it's always too soon, you know. Right. Makes you think. Uh, well, I, I teach art at an art school where it belongs, you know. And uh, I have actually researched that there has never been a shooting at an art school, you know. So we really overdo one, and I think I have probably the most dangerous job in this country. You know. Anyway, I'll leave you with this thought that uh, there's time and place for everything except for the middle seat at the beginning of a transatlantic flight. Those poems are so funny and weird. <laughs> They're so funny. No, I like them. I like weird poetry. I read a lot of, read a lot of poetry alone in the dark. That and, and the Bible. I like to read old Bible things and like mine them for feminism while I'm playing with my butthole. You know what I mean? Like I like to offend God while looking for like research from God. Like I'm looking into that. Your next comedian. Hates cats. No, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. I, it's not gonna be your only thing I ever bring you up for. You're really, really funny. And I have, I've been enjoying your material as you've been growing here at Mutiny Radio. You guys are gonna love him. Clap your hands wildly for Ryan Schooley, yay! Hell yeah, guys. I, uh, I, I hope I continue growing in comedy, but that's the only credit I ever have is Ryan Schooley. This next comedian really fucking hates cats. He's, uh, Done some TV stuff, but more notably, this guy fucking cannot stand kitties. Uh, do not leave him alone with a fucking tabby. Bad things will happen. Um, I own a tabby. I, I, I love my tabby. Um, you know who else I love is my girlfriend that I'm going to propose to, huh? How about that? Yeah. I was, uh, I was at the jeweler the other day uh, looking for engagement rings for her, and I asked the guy, I'm like, hey man, uh, do you have any ethically sourced diamonds in stock? Because it's really important to my girlfriend and I that we have an ethically sourced diamond. And he looked back at me and he's like, not a problem, we have those in stock, but just so you know, they start at about nine grand. And I'm like, I will take your bloodiest diamond, please. Bloodiest one you have. The upside to buying a blood diamond is that if she doesn't like it, I could just be like, do you know how many fucking people died for this diamond? So many people <laughs> died for this. <laughs> Somebody asked me after a show once, uh, do you do that joke in front of your girlfriend? And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've told her the joke before. And they're like, oh, so you know that, or she knows that you bought her a blood diamond. And I'm like, I never bought her a diamond. So <laughs> in the clear. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I um, I, I am excited to, to eventually buy that diamond. Because uh, after you buy it, then you got you to gotta propose. And that's supposed to be the fun part. You know, you get to do something unique and romantic. Uh, well, I don't know how I'm going to propose, but I know I'm not going to be the fucking douchebag that rents the airplane to Skyright marry me. Because that's a selfish way to propose to your girlfriend, in my opinion. Because your girlfriend and you get to share a beautiful, romantic, special moment together. But dozens of other men have to look that girl in the eye and be like, that is not for you. Uh, honey, those are fucking sky words for another woman. That would be like fucking doing the, the, uh, the proposal with an airplane. That's like renting an airplane to write in the sky. You got a raise. 
And then you, you go into your boss, you're like, ah, finally. He's like, actually, you're fired. Uh, that was someone else's race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, airplane airplanes are a bad way to propose, but I think they're a good way to fire somebody because you let that person know they're fired, and then anybody else who thinks it's for them should also definitely be fired, you know? <laughs> like, you fucking write that up in the sky, someone's going to walk into your office and be like, that was someone else's porn on my laptop. I don't know what's going on. And you clean house. That's how it's done. <laughs> That's how they do it at Amazon, I think. It's Jeff Bezos, just like, I don't know. Riff failed, guys. Failure riff. Um, I have a job. I, uh, I work from home. I work from home, which I'm very happy about. Uh, I'm very happy about it because I get to work in uh, old T-shirts and in fucking sweatpants, which is amazing. It's casual. It's super chill. It's amazing until you have to leave your house for something, you know? Like, I can't take out the trash when I'm working from home because I'll be standing over by the dumpster and I can tell people can't tell if I'm dropping off the trash or digging through it, you know? <laughs> That's a bad, it's a bad feeling. The other day, I answered the door for an Amazon package and the guy saw me and he saw how I was dressed. He's like, oh, sorry to wake you. I'm like, dude, it's 2.30 p.m. Like, <laughs> he was like, it's more plausible that uh, this guy works a night shift than he actually chooses to look like this. That's the only. <laughs> All right, you guys have been great. Keep going for Pam. Yay. Yay, yay for Ryan Schooley. Yay. Oh, thank you. I also, I also work from home a lot and... Um, it's funny because I wonder how much neighbors can see through windows. Like, it, it, when you look through a window during the daytime, isn't there sort of a blackness so you can't really see in there? But if you're coming from a certain angle, you can see everything. Like, my poor neighbor has seen my enormous bush. He's probably like, I can't look out my window without seeing that woman's... He has plants on his windowsill, though, so maybe those are to, the bushes are to knock out my enormous bush. I'm not sure what he's doing over there on the other side of Geary. Uh, all right. There we go, fixing that up. Your next comedian, what a lovely gem he is. He's got, I know, the thing's got weird on the list. He's got a, just a darling five o'clock shadow right now. He's just like, he's getting all like, like up in the comedy's pussy. He's like, I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna get into comedy's pussy. I'm gonna scratch it up. I'm gonna get it up, get it going. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going through menopause. Like everything is sexual to me right now. It's weird, all right? <laughs> Your next comedian, everybody, Casey Koenig, yay! What an intro, thanks, Pam. I'm gonna talk to you and <laughs> after the show. This will be, uh, it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. I won't tell my wife about it. Uh, how you guys doing, good? Happy Friday. Um, oh, dude, you are so ready for Halloween. I am. You got like skeleton shirt and a skeleton, is it a skeleton jacket on the outside too? Oh, it's a cutoff. Oh, I just can't see. Oh, and you got glasses. This is amazing and horrible for the for the radio listeners. Uh, <laughs> but I had to point it out because you look amazing. Um, so uh, stand-up comedy is a lot of fun. Uh, I was actually at Ryan's uh, mic earlier this week, and um, uh, after I did my set, I walked outside, and uh, uh, a guy that watched my set uh, comes out and goes, uh, "Hey, man, you're really funny." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." He goes, um, "Hey, do you want to uh, do you want to smoke some weed with me?" And I was like, oh, no, I would, but, like, I got to drive home after this, and I can't drive on weed. And he goes, oh, man, 
you want to do some cocaine then? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I can definitely drive on cocaine. Like, what? I, I can drive better on cocaine. Yeah, let's do this. Let's party. Thanks, Ryan. It was great. <laughs> Pacifica is good for something. <laughs> it was actually really fun. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, that's mostly what I wanted to share with you. Uh, my name is Casey. Uh, my friends call me Case. Uh, that's mostly because uh, growing up they were like, ah, Casey's a really girly name. You should go by. Like, we're just gonna call you Case. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, my last name is uh, Koenig. Um, it's spelled K-O-E-N-I-G, and uh, it it's ha usually hard for like people that first meet me to pronounce. Like uh, usually at open mics. Uh, they're just like, okay, how do you spell it? Koenig, Koenig, and um, Koenig, and <laughs> I'm always just like, yeah, no, you pronounce it like K, like as in okay, and then Nig, as in, there are no other words that are like that one. <laughs> that that one is just, you're good. <laughs> Nothing else like that. I, uh, I also found out something about my middle name. My middle name is my mom's uh, last name. Uh, it's uh, it's Japanese, which is weird because I always thought she was Chinese. It's uh, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, and uh, when growing up, she told me uh, she was like, "Oh, Kitawara, it, that actually means." Uh, I was like, "Well, mom, what does that mean?" She was like, uh, "It means fields. It means fields." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah. And then one day I met like a Japanese guy, and he, I was he was just like, "That's not what it means at all." And I was like, "What does it mean?" And he was just like, uh, it actually means bundle of sticks. Yeah, bundle of sticks that people carry on their back. And in English, <laughs> it's usually translated to something else but might be lost on everybody. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work on it. So slur, slur, slur is my name. Uh, <laughs> How did I end up in comedy? Who knows? <laughs> uh, let's see. San Francisco's nice. I like living in the city. Um, I, uh, I really, oh, sorry about that. I didn't mean to hit you with the, with the that, that was really awkward. My bad. <laughs> I, <laughs> also horrible for the podcast listeners. Um, yeah, living in the city is great. Uh, one of the things I like to do is go out to bars. And uh, I was talking to a bartender once about their job. And I was like, this is a really cool thing that you do. Like, you get to, you know, meet a lot of cool people, I bet, and just, like, integrate yourself in the community. And they're like, yeah, actually, I wouldn't describe myself as a bartender. I'm more of a mixologist. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's like a nine on the snob index. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a hard word. Like, like you're really going to equate. It's just so sciencey, right? Like, it's just like, you know, scientist, <laughs> physicist, chemist, mixologist. Like, I don't know much about, like, you know, gravitational waves and splitting atoms, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot more complex than making a mean mojito. So, uh, <laughs> all right, have a good night. Case Koenig, yay! I've been going through his name iterations forever. It used to be Casey Fields, yep. and I never knew that the Fields was because of the Japanese middle name, which is the whole thing, and wow, I feel like I know you so much better. It's just every week we get closer together. It's so darling. Yay. 
Yay, comedy at Mutiny Radio. Thank you, honestly, everybody, for donating because it makes the door stay open and it's really great. And this is like my baby. Like, now I'm going through menopause and I'm not actually going to have a baby, but like, this is my baby. And so you're all feeding my baby um, and not just food stamps is. Now it's you too. So thank you for feeding because food stamps are real. Yeah, I love them. Medi-Cal, yay. I can't wait to go to my doctor and talk about menopause. Like, why do I smell so bad? It's because I'm constantly sweating. I'm sweaty. The underarm hair isn't really helping. It's just sort of trapping all of the... My uterus is dying, but I've never felt more pheromonal. I feel like a 14-year-old girl. Every comic, like, I'd be like, I'd fuck you, I'd fuck you, I'd, I'd, I'd fuck you. I'd absolutely. Uh, probably. Actually, you're a poet. I find that very hot. Definitely. Ab, ab, uh, absolutely. All the hundred. You too. I absolutely. 100%. I'm in. Are you? I mean, wow. Like, my uterus has never wanted a baby, but now I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, and it's just, it's just my body. But I don't. I don't want one. And I have a boyfriend, and he's wonderful, and it's great. But I'm still like, oh. And I've lost my sense of smell, but I find myself smelling 24 year old comedians. I'm like walking by them going, like, I can't even, I have no sense of smell, but I'm still smelling them because I'm a 14-year-old girl. I'm like, yay, except my limbs don't work anymore. It's like, ur, ur, ur. it's fun. Menopause, yeah, no one talks about it. I'm going to start talking about it a lot. Because I, I heard it lasts for six years. Fuck my face. Like, this has been, it's been two months. I'm like, is it over yet? It's been two months since I've had a period. Is it over yet? Oh, six years? Strap in, motherfuckers. Uh, you're, your next comedian is another one that I'd absolutely have sex with. Why are you outside? Jack, come inside. He was in a dream. Oof. Anyways, I was just talking about menopause, and it, but if, I, I said I'd fuck everyone in the room, but you too. Uh, it's just, it's the, my uterus is dying, and it's like sending out all of this, and it's like, ah! It's very scary. I'm sorry. Put your hands together for your next comedian. He's such a doll. Uh, everybody, Jack Ferguson. Yay! Yay! Hey, everyone. Thank you for clapping. Thank you for being here. Um, do you guys know how the jury system in America works? Anybody here know how the jury system works? Anyone? Just raise your hand. Yeah, you know? Okay, just checking. Uh, I'm Jewish. I grew I'm half Jewish. And um, that, meant, or that means that I grew up having to read the Old Testament a lot. And you could tell that the Old Testament is written by Jewish people because the whole thing just sounds like a really bad review of vacation. Like, we had to walk for 40 years in the desert, and then it rained. I, no, I kid you not, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights the whole time we were there. <laughs> and there was this one lady who was just, she was a pillar of salt. I tell she was a she, <laughs> I don't know what was going on. It was my childhood. Um, I think I'm I'm a pretty medium-looking guy. I don't think I'm bad-looking, but I'm not like inc incredibly good-looking. I think everybody gets insecure about the way they look sometimes, you know, uh, which is weird because most of us, the vast majority of us, are not good-looking, you know. So why would you be insecure about something that's true for almost everyone? Like, I'm not insecure about the fact that I can't dunk, you know? So, no, almost everyone can't dunk, and, and yet we're all insecure about how we look. Somebody asked me to watch their computer while I was at a cafe, 
Uh, and I don't know what they wanted from me, right? Because I watched it when they left. But if a criminal came in and tried to steal it, I wasn't going to stop him. Like, what do you expect me just to fight a criminal over your computer and I don't even know you, you know? If a criminal came in and tried to steal it, I would just let him and the person be like, what happened to my computer? I'd be like, well, I watched this guy steal it and that's all you asked me to do. So, um, yeah. Uh, it was National Mental Health Day yesterday, uh, and I am bipolar, so that was my day. Uh, <laughs> and uh, people don't really, there's no real science on why people are bipolar, uh, so that means that I get to make up reasons why I'm bipolar. <laughs> and people will ask me, like, oh, what happened? I say, oh, too much carbonated water when I was a child. All those bubbles popping near my brain, <laughs> just... <laughs> really set me off, you know. Um, apparently, there was a, a mutiny on a cruise ship recently, <laughs> which, which it, the passengers revolted because <laughs> they couldn't dock at certain places. And I would have loved to see that. <laughs> Just 3,000 obese people taking control from the only people who can safely guide them home. <laughs> like if there's a mutiny on a cruise ship, if it was successful, they, they would be committing suicide. There'd be no way for them to get back. If it, None of those people know how to steer a cruise ship. <laughs> I imagine it's not easy, you know. And I, and I think they were complaining, but they were complaining because there was uh, bad weather at some of the places they were supposed to visit, Iceland specifically. And, uh, and they wanted to go to Iceland, but they couldn't because there was bad weather there, so they revolted. But I feel like they got a better experience than most people on cruise ships, you know? Like, I would pay extra to, to be a part of a mutiny, you know? <laughs> like, I think, that, I think that the people who were running that cruise ship should have just let them go to Iceland. Like, yeah, there's a hailstorm that's, you know, negative 30 degrees, but if you really want it, you know, don't kill us. You can just go wander off into the fjords by yourself. Um, thanks. Uh, any of you guys work out? You guys take supplements when you work out? You work out? I like to take Viagra before I go to the gym. <laughs> so, so people know I mean business, you know? <laughs> Nobody wants to share a rack with a guy who's been torqued for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the people away from my weights. Thank you guys, I'm Jack Ferguson. Killer set by Jack Ferguson. Yay! He was talking about Iceland. I have a dream sometimes that Bjork is my therapist. Uh, and I'm looking up at her on the couch and I'm like, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she says, Your uterus is made of clouds. <laughs> and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you. I'm like, Bjork, that makes no sense. And she's like, you're never going to have any babies. And I wake up, ah! <laughs> My mom will never love me. Yay. <laughs> okay. Jack Ferguson, everyone. Yay, that was really funny. I love your new jokes. <laughs> All right, your next comedian. I don't know him as well as the rest of you, but I'm sure he's super funny. Put your hands together for Andrew DeLeon. Yay! <laughs> All right. I don't know if anybody knows me here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Very happy to be here. Uh, and thank you for, if you're listening, over on Mutiny Radio, 
congratulations on not being boring. Uh, I'm just sorry that you can't see my great haircut. Yeah, my name's Andrew DeLeon. I'm a comedian. Yes, people think of me as the devil because I'm not from San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. I'm from the South. I'm from the non-windy city of San Jose, California. That's South Bay. Yes, that's right. These are all new jokes. So far, it's going well. Yeah. Um, fuck. Um, I do love this city already. I've been here for a very short time, and I love this city. Uh, you know, you really can't beat the beautiful sights and that coastal breeze carrying the fresh smell of human urine and the, yeah, and the diversity of the people. You know, I love the diversity here. Even in San Jose, I get stopped mid-conversation and get asked, hey, aren't you the lesbian of the family? Yeah, no, I'm actually the comedian. Ha, oh, that's funny. Then they leave. One thing that I have been getting mistaken for here, uh, and this is very true, one thing that I have been getting mistaken for here is another modern day devil. Uh, everybody thinks that I'm white. Yes, it's very true. Uh, some of you know it's very hard to be white these days, uh, and I'm right there with you. But I was raised a sweet Mexican boy. That's right, I grew up on the east side of San Jose. My parents are divorced, uh, but everyone's like, Andrew grew up in Silicon Valley. He must come to ruin this city with tech. No, I came here to go to school. That's right, ladies. Not only am I funny, but I'll be educated. Yeah. Very, very soon. <laughs> All new material, baby, I feel good about it though, so far. Um, yeah, I came here to get, uh, to get educated. Uh, fuck, man, I lost my place. I'm sorry. I was writing this on the way here. Yeah. Give it up for me. I feel really good. Uh, but my family had to work hard, you know, to raise me white. My family. <laughs> uh, but I, I, it's true. I, I am Mexican. I work two uh, uh, two minimum wage jobs. You know, that's why I moved to San Francisco. It's great. <sighs> People will finally believe me that I'm Mexican when they come over my house for the first time. First they ask, hey, why don't we walk in through the garage? Well, that's my uncle's room. That's why. I don't want to wake up his kids. <laughs> then finally... <laughs> so we walk up to my house and we're like, yo, that's a cool-ass car. Yeah, it is cool, but it hasn't worked for three years. Funny. <laughs> we walk into my house and like, yo, Andrew, this party's sick. I'm like, what party are you talking about? All these motherfuckers live here. That's right. Yeah. Then why are they so drunk? Because it's 2.30 in the afternoon. That's why they're so drunk. It's very fun, you know? I was raised by my grandparents. Uh, and they're like super loving, super friendly, and just took care of me. Uh, so much. Uh, it kind of hurts. I'm going to bring the room down a little bit, but you should be overjoyed. My grandmother just passed away. It's a very true story. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, this is how funny I am in real life. So my grand I go home, and my grandmother's passed away in her bed, and uh, my aunt, her biggest caretaker, is in the room. And I walk in, super sad moment, and I see $5 cash sitting on the end table. And I was like, Auntie, was this hers? She's like, yeah, probably. I was like, 
well, she won't be needing this anymore. And I took that shit. They sent me the obituary, right? They sent me the obituary for her death, and I was like, this is really nice, it's very sweet, it really uh, you know, holds true to Graham, but for my own sake as a comedian, can you put my Twitter handle? You know, survived by Big Dick DeLeon, that'd be really nice for my career. You know, that's actually a joke, uh, I don't have a Twitter. Um, but I do have a huge wiener. That's very true. My friends did this Ancestry.com. You're all comedians, right? Ancestry.com. Uh, my friends are like, oh, I got 4% African-American. Uh, now I can say the N-word. It's like, oh, that's very funny. I got my results back, and I'm actually nine and a half inches African-American. That's how, how African-American I am. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Thank you. Follow Big Dick Andrew on uh, Twitter. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, that was nice. You feel good? You worked through it, huh? I did. Yeah, you feel better? Yeah, no, all new stuff. I just can't stop thinking about, like, here's the thing. I lost my sense of smell, so I have no idea how bad I smell. Like, I'm, I'm having hot sweats constantly, like, and I have armpit hair, so, like, I'm just like, oh, this feminism shit is really getting rough, because I have no idea how bad I smell. But I'm holding it down, because men don't have to shave. If men had to go through menopause... You know, there'd be all kinds of shit. There'd be like cooling stations. There'd be like refrigerators on every corner. There'd be like something you could put in your shirt that was like a period pad, but it soaked up all the sweat, right? You could also put them in your bra, like underneath your boobs, so you didn't sweat constantly. No one else is going through menopause. You're going to hear this for the next six years, everyone. I'm going to be designing shirts with like grommets underneath them so the wind can go through so I don't die. It is Awful. Your next comedian, uh, if only he can understand, he has long hair. I'm sure he gets catcalled all the time from behind because he has a really cute ass. Hey, I'm just going to objectify everyone equally now because I'm a feminist. Put your hands together for Ernest Evangelista. <laughs> Yay! Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm just going to bring the mood down a little bit. Uh, Recently, uh, we lost a fellow comedian to suicide last night. Her name was uh, Daphne Dorman. She, uh, yeah, she wrote a suicide note. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys know about this. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I just wanted to, because it's been on my mind and stuff. been thinking about, thinking about it a lot. Um, I'm not trying to, uh, endorse suicide. Uh, I don't think, uh, suicide's the answer. Mainly because I don't believe in it. I believe all of you guys should suffer. Uh, you guys are bad people. You shouldn't escape. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Honestly, she's a she Debbie Dorman, she was a she was a trans woman and I really didn't know she was a trans woman. I thought she was just a really hot chick that added me on Facebook. Um okay, this isn't really going good. Uh hmm. I should talk about something more sad. So my grandma died in 2017. Like that guy. But one of the last things she did before she died was vote for Donald Trump. 
And like I was like on her deathbed, I was like, Grandma, why did you why did you do that? Why did you vote for Donald Trump? And then she said, um, uh, I said like, don't you know he's going to take away your health care and like everything? And he said, Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. You're a really bad uh, grandson, and I kind of want to die. It's it's cool. She was she was racist. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Okay, let's keep talking about death. Um, <laughs> who else died? Um, I don't know, man. A lot of people died. But you ever think that, like, maybe we all died? Like, maybe we're dead right now? You ever think about that? Because I think I died in 2014. So, like, the first time I took shrooms, I fainted and cracked my skull and was, like, bleeding out my ear. And that was fun. Because, like, I was, like, talking to God. I was like, if I take shrooms, I'm probably going to talk to God. Apparently, God got really mad at me and bitch slapped the shit out of me. And I was bleeding out my ear. The ambulance came. And this is why I can't make a full smile. Uh, this, this is, I, like, twi- uh, I have a stroke face. Uh, but, yeah, I died. But that was my inspiration to go into stand-up comedy. So, brain damage is what... I have CTE, guys. Uh, Comedy, trauma, energy. Uh, But yeah, I thought I died to the... And yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like purgatory for me. Um, Or hell, either one. But like, living in hell is pretty cool. I got a job. I'm working, because we all know working is hell, am I right? Okay, um, but yeah, man, don't, don't kill yourself without taking out the president first. That's my, that's my move. I'm going to go out like, uh, John Wilkes Booth and killing a sitting Republican president. All right, you guys have a good night. Yay, only fist bumps tonight because I'm still, I got a sickness in my birthday week. It's been ridiculous. I've like drinking less than I've ever drank in my entire life. I'm like, I only want to be drinking more and I'm drinking less because I don't want to die. That was Ernest Evangelista. Yeah. What happened? Oh, Rip Taylor died. Oh no, all the glitter and all the fun is gone from everything. I think he was the inspiration for my favorite South Park song, which is the... Um, I'm super, thanks for asking. Yeah, don't you think I look cute in this hat? I like love that whole thing. He's obviously the inspiration for that. I love that, I love that song. Don't you think I look cute in this hat? Sometimes when I wake up or fall asleep, I sing that song to myself. I'm a gay man trapped in a woman's body. I love guys, I gotta tell you. Like even if I was a dude, like I'd love to have a dude to have all of the rights and privileges that come with a penis, but I'd still fucking fuck dudes. I'd still, I'd still be a bottom. I'd still, <laughs> your next comedian, I bet, I don't know. I'm not gonna talk about people's sexuality here. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's not fair. I know it's pretty much it's just gender, but who knows? I'm, I'm queer as fuck. I'm never shaving my armpit again, ever, yay.
anyway you're, you're not no both of them i it's dark and gross i'm like i got the jew part in me that's just like i'm gonna have hair all over my body and without my boyfriend plucking my nipple hairs i i can't see them anymore because i just beer goggle myself at this point i'm completely blind i have no sense of taste or smell i'm just like fondling through my life put your hands together for your next comedian kyle morrissey yay that was a surprise. All right. Um, cool. Ernest, where'd you go? I think you did the right thing. I think that was a good approach. You're making jokes. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be more, more woke. I'm just trying to do the little things. I walked into a deli the other day, and the person working behind the counter was a woman. And so when she's like, can I make you a sandwich? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like... Like, get her out of here. <laughs> um, um, the only person making me a sandwich is, uh, is a man. Um, they fired her, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a feminist. Um, uh, I, uh, I've, been, I've been meditating. Um, I, I just, like, I just choose, a, like, one of those YouTube videos and close my eyes and listen to it, like, breathing meditations. Um, but... Uh, I'll do it in the morning when I'm rushed for work, and so I'll just play it at 2x speed, and then I just end up like hyperventilating and passing out. <laughs> like, just really dizzy by the time I leave for work. Um, but I was uh, I was doing a meditation the other day. It was just one I found on YouTube. It was called like soothing, calming meditation. The thumbnail was like a picture of just like blades of grass. It was like normal meditation. So I'm doing it. It's like a normal meditation. Um, yeah, like. You know, focus focus on your breathing, uh, focus on your on your on your centers. I'm like, yeah, just doing that for a couple minutes. You know, it's normal meditation. And then uh, after a little while, maybe three or four minutes, the background noise changes, and then the lady's voice changes and goes, "And now, Tony Robbins." And uh, all of a sudden, Tony Robbins starts talking to me. He's like. Uh, you need to know what obstacles you have to overcome uh, to achieve your true freedom. And you need to think about what it is that's holding you back in life because you can achieve anything. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's, it's not really meditation, but it's like motiv it's motivational. Um, so I'm listening for a couple another minutes and he's talking. And you know, it's all the Tony Robbins stuff like, I believe in you, you need to believe in yourself. And then he goes, uh, and for just $79.99, you can get access to my Financial Freedom Real Estate Expo in Houston, Texas. I'm like, what? And I look at it, and it's not even the meditation video. It's just an ad for Tony Robbins that I've been med meditating to for like five minutes. <laughs> so YouTube got me. Like, it really got me. Um, yeah, no, I like, I, I like have a, like an addictive personality. Um, I'm addicted to food, which is not a statement that should evoke any sympathy whatsoever, looking the way I do. Um, like, like, me complaining about being addicted to food is like, like a billionaire complaining about getting taxed. Like, are you really the one most at risk for that, for that, you know? Like, you could tax a billionaire as much as I eat in and out and like nothing is gonna change. <laughs> like, it really, really won't. Um, but what's weird, like, I, I've noticed, like, I always gotta be doing something, like, like extra even if my life's going great there's got to be like some extra thing and like if I quit that thing then I'm going to be doing something else it's like if I quit drinking then I'm probably going to start smoking more uh if I quit sugar then I'm probably going to be doing way more caffeine uh if I quit porn 
No, actually, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, that is as far as my writing on that bit has gotten. <laughs> so here we are. Um, let's see. I, um, <laughs> no, no. It's too fun. Um, I, uh, I, someone talking about killing the president earlier. It's, I mean, you guys think he's going to win next year? <laughs> I'm, no, no, no! I'm just asking. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for Elizabeth Warren, because it's time we gave this country back to the Native Americans. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. Thank you. Happy Friday. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, right. Hot takes by Kyle. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey. Yay! That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I have no idea who's on the book or what's happening next. It's a girl name, though. It's a lady. Is it you? You have a weird last name. It's fun. It has a Z in it. Wenzel. I have a friend. Are you the daughter of my friend, Eddie Wenzel? No? Okay. I had a friend from college, and he married a girl, Jessica, and they had a baby super early on, like 20 years ago, and you could be their daughter. They were Eddie and Jessica Wenzel, and you could totally be their daughter, but you're not. And you've. But I love your earrings, because it looks like you're part of the Illuminati, and you know way more than I do. And I'm excited about that. Tell us the truth. What's your first name again? Julia Wenzel. Put your hands together, everybody, for Julia Wenzel! Yay! Hi. Well, that, I found out where my dad is today. That's great. Uh, hi, I'm Julia. Um, I'm a longtime listener of this station, you know? And I'm gonna obsessively listen to this later, especially if I do poorly. So that'll be great. Um, yeah, no, it's been great hearing about menopause tonight. I'm excited for that. I'm 26 myself. I know, I hate me too. Yeah, uh, I'm 26, or two 12-year-olds and a two-year-old for the pedophiles in the room. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm uh, being 26 is funny. Like uh, um, all the people my age like to talk to me about astrology, you know. And I'm, I'm really into astrology. I gotta say, like I, for example, I'm a Gemini um, with an alcohol rising, and uh, my moon sign is an irresponsible slut. So, but yeah. Um, I work at a startup, personally, I know. Again, I hate me too, okay? I'm surprised I don't just burst into flames when I walk into those doors. But yeah, I, um, I essentially, I deal with angry parents uh, yelling at me because uh, Billy was late for soccer practice. And um, so I don't know how, but I've become the crazy bitch whisperer of my office. And I'm not equipped to uh, really deal with my own shit, so white women named Tiffany's shit is like really hard for me to deal with as well. Um, but yeah, I'm a mess. Uh, there's two types of women in the world, women that wear panty liners and women that don't. The women that wear panty liners, they have their shit together. They know when their period's coming, and they don't want to ruin their underwear, you know? They have a Google calendar for their menstrual cycle. Um, I'm in the other camp. I forget I even menstruate until I wake up in a pool of my own blood thinking, oh, it's June now, yes. But yeah, 
Um, I think I do know, I learned how to do crazy bitch whispering. We're going back to the crazy bitch whispering because that's how we're doing this. Um, I think I learned that uh, because I had to deal with my mother my whole life. And um, she's Chilean. Any Chilean moms in the house? No? Good, because you guys are crazy bitches. Yeah. No, Chilean women are evil. I, I just want you guys to know that now, just moving forward in your lives. Um, but yeah, I had to crazy bitch whisper my mom my entire childhood. Like, I had to be like, Mom, I understand and appreciate the fact that you want dad dead right now. But it's Thanksgiving. Let's wait till Christmas, you know? Let's finish dinner. Um, yeah, my dad is uh, funny too. He's from Germany, so he's very European. He dresses like a European soccer coach, you know? He has like five ascots, three pairs of acid wash jeans, and seven pairs of cowboy boots. That's a gay amount of cowboy boots. Yeah. Thank you. My dad hates that joke. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I love words. Um, the, the words that people use now, like there's this word called thought, that hoe over there. You know, um, the one that when you're getting over her, you're going through a thought process. Thank you. Uh, the one that um, you might need to call the thought police on. Oh, um, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, that one wasn't that funny, but you know, at least I'm not doing spoken word poetry. Because saying you're good at spoken word poetry is like saying you're your neighborhood's most effective and efficient rapist. <laughs> and if you didn't laugh at that joke, you don't get it because it's making fun of spoken word poetry, not rape, you guys. Come on. Well, thank you, guys. You've actually laughed. I'm going to listen to this later and masturbate. Thank you. <laughs> Julia Wenzel, hilarious. Yay! I know, comedy is poetry that people actually listen to. Thank you so much. Oh, my God, you're not even going up. You were just here to watch? Holy fuck. Give it up for the audience. They were real audience this whole time. I thought one of you was a comic. I thought one of you was going to be Pete Carroll. I didn't know who which one. I, did, I thought for a minute, I thought that you were, I thought, I didn't know. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Real people, everyone. Yay. That's crazy. That's crazy. There's real people. That was really funny. Said I enjoyed you very much. Also, spoken word poetry is lame because all you have to do is like rhyme ION words. Like, I used to teach it in college. It's like, my consternation with this situation, with this nation, makes me masturbation. Oh, yay. It's all the ION words. We're all spoken word poets. Cool. Your next comedian went to there he is. Put your hands together for Rob Edwards. Yay! That's cool. <laughs> I was so offended. Uh, sub Muni Radio. It's happening with you. Let's work on some, some new stuff. Like my man here, I am well endowed. And when, you know, when you're having sex with a woman and you're well endowed, you know, girls have told me shit like, oh, you're so deep. Oh, you're in my stomach. And back when I was a novice, um, ouch. You know what I mean? But, uh, 
you know, when I think about it, what I'm, what I'm really doing is just using my penis to rearrange their insides. And it's like, <laughs> does that make my dick an interior designer? You know what I mean? Like, let's see, um, let's move her bladder over here. <laughs> little more, a little more. Okay, that's perfect. You know, it was really tight when we got here, but now that we've been here for a while and moving some stuff around, we have so much room for activities. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, we're almost finished. We're almost finished. Uh, we just need you to decide whether you want us to pull out and paint the exterior or repaint the room. It's up to you. Now, with the, with the G-Spot package, there's only one milky white color, I know, okay? But it has to go somewhere because if I don't, my coworkers will turn blue. That's not, I can't have that happen. <laughs> oh, we will, we will send you your warranty and bill via, via email. Um, the warranty covers defects, damages, diseases, and God forbid, children, if in conclusion of our business today. Now, <laughs> the warranty only covers the abortion, abortion, so past that point, you're on your own, ma'am. All right. <laughs> All right, new stuff, we're working on some stuff. All right, so, hmm. You ever had a woman try to force you to have sex with her on her period? No, just me? It's only me, yeah? For, for, well, she was like, it was like an ultimatum kind of, well, I mean, she, could, she didn't rape me, obviously, but I mean, it, it uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I wasn't down with it. I don't know, she couldn't, I couldn't do it. She tried to force me. She was like, well, what is it going to take? I was like, when I can part the Red Sea like Moses? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Let my people go. Like, I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really get mad when uh, people wear blackface anymore. And I mean, it's, you know, not because it's the right thing to do, but just on occasion, I've been known to wear whiteface. You know what I mean? You know, when I'm like, you know, going to a job interview, uh, Whenever I go to the farmer's market. Um, oh, like you ever seen girls putting on their makeup when they're like driving in the car? I do that when I get pulled over. Like not today, not dying today. My name is Coulter and I'm from Utah. You know what I mean? What else, what else? Uh, so I like, I like white girls, I do. Um, but I get really, really hot for white girls when their parents are racist. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm disruptive. I like to fuck with people. You know what I mean? And, you know, you know it's, just, it's my fantasy, right? Like, we go to their parents' house, and, you know, it's like, you can't really say shit to me when I'm coming in your daughter's mouth. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, there's nothing you can say. You call me a nigga, call me a, a coon, like you're three-fifths of a human. And I'm like, well, I just came in your daughter's mouth two hours ago, and uh, she just gave you a kiss. She got a little three-fifths on your cheek right there. You might want to wipe that off break out in a rash. All right, that's it for me. You guys have a good one. Rob, everyone, where did I lose my, th I lost my thing again. Oh no, where's my book? There's another person. Who's the last comedian? Uh, honey, baby doll, there's another, is there a book in there with a spiral? And uh, it's got to be you, but I've forgotten your name. It's on the list. Honey, it, there's a spiral notebook. I'm sorry. He just came from work, and he's like, it's too much. It's just too much. 
We have Peter. Peter Carroll. I've never met him before, but we're going to give him a really big clappy, clappy, slappy like hands together. Everybody, Peter Carroll, yay! Hello. Uh, hey, um, if my son is gay, do I just tell him about the bees? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, sometimes if you're mad at someone, you might tell them to go eat shit. Um, doesn't really have the same effect on my dog. <laughs> oh, just go do, do normal stuff. <laughs> um, I'm on the track team for the KKK, and, uh, we got a slogan down there. Don't hate the player, hate the race. see. Um, so my ex-girlfriend just made her Instagram private, and uh, I felt like good about it. Kind of like <laughs> I was thinking about Audrey Hepburn, like, don't, don't be sad it's over. <laughs> Smile that it happened. <laughs> I was actually feeling good. <laughs> and uh, that's all I have for that one. Um, <laughs> Um, let's see. You guys ever seen these bumper stickers, fuck cancer? <laughs> I don't, it's just weird to me. I'm like, like, fuck, what, I mean, it's like they have a new attitude for it. It's like, <laughs> I, like, we're, <laughs> we have no idea what else to do, so just, just fuck you. I don't, I don't know what else to do. All right, this is rusty. Uh... <laughs> Um, we got, uh, you know that movie Click? I'd like to be in that movie and just pass f press fast, fast forward till the end. <laughs> but I love Adam Sandler. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some guy's smoking. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, let's see, um, all right, I was at this concert the other day, and these guys started, these guys came on stage, started playing this real percussive music, and I was really liking it, really enjoying it. Uh, this guy next to me, not enjoying it at all, uh, started, like, breathing really heavily and, like, muttering things under his breath, and at one point during the concert, he was like, God damn it. Get those goddamn color folk off the stage. And I was like, I mean, the Blue Man group's not that bad. Uh. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for me. Thank you. <laughs> Pete. Pete, that was your Pete. What's your name, Pete? Carol. Peter Tay. Carol. Peter Carroll. Where are you from? You have great jokes. Who are you? Uh, who am I? Are you from like somewhere else and you do comedy in another place and you're here? Uh, not from, not from here. No, you're just a person here and just came by to tell awesome jokes. 
No, are you? Do you do comedy somewhere else? I've never heard of you, and so I'm like, oh, you have really funny, like you have really well-written jokes. You're very, very funny, dude. I've never come across you. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, like, I really everybody clap amazingly for Pete Carroll. Yay! Also, you, Wenzel friend. Like, I was like, damn, Julia, you got funny jokes, girl. Like, woo! <laughs> Rob's been coming here for a while, and I just met you too, and you were great. And and Ernest is always amazing and weird. Last night he was at the church, and he, I, my brother was there, and I'm very estranged from my brother. It's been like seven years since we hung out, and he's never seen me do comedy. But he comes, he just happened to be in town last night, so he came to see me at sinning and grinning at the church, which is hilarious because he still sings songs to God on a guitar with his wife and he's older than me <laughs> like he has a, he has like a 14 year old daughter who's like jesus who like is this real like when i was when i was seven i wanted to have an invisible friend and i wanted to be an enormous cat that was fuzzy and awesome and gray just like when you go to disneyland and you walk down the hallway in the haunted mansion and there's a lady sitting on a chaise lounge and she turns into a cat and then she turns back into a lady does everybody remember no just you remember yeah I, that was what i wanted for my big friend and my parents were like no no, you can imagine a 33-year-old man sitting on your bed, and you can tell him everything. I'm like, oh, yeah! <laughs> I can talk to a 33-year-old man with a beard. Like, why do I have a beard fetish? Everybody turn around, look at my boyfriend. Oh, he's got a Jesus beard on right now. Hot for it. I'm like, why do I like beards so much? Oh, because of, hey. Yeah. You going to go potty? You want to get a set in? Yeah, you know what? I was just wasting time because we were at the end of the list. What is your name? I don't even... Oh, cool. Tristan. 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 This is a big night of first-timers for people. <laughs> Tristan, what's your last name? Alvarado. Alvarado. Do you, you... How long have you been doing comedy? Three months. Wow! A baby! A baby! We love it. We love the babies coming into the room. It's great. Um, there's that little thing here. If you can donate, it totally helps keep the doors open, but... Everybody, bring it up for your baby. Like, I couldn't have, have aborted him from my comedy womb like four or five years. Here he is. Three months ago, I aborted a baby into the comedy world, and now he's here to make you laugh. His name is Tristan. Put your hands together. Everybody, I already forgot your last name. It's Tristan. Yay! Hello, how's it going tonight, everyone? Hope, yee, hell fucking yeah. Well, this was awesome. I didn't know I was going to go up right away. Uh, wasn't expecting to go up today. Just wanted to catch a couple sets and kind of scope out the scene. So, how many people in here like to smoke cannabis? We got any smokers in the room? Fuck yeah. I see you guys lighting up in the back. I fucking love it. Man, it's crazy what we got going on right now. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we have a vaping crisis, right? Vaping crisis. You know, people have been vaping now for, I want to say, around, let's just say, three, four, five years, right? Let's just say. Does it smell like a little conspiracy? Maybe it's big tobacco that's contaminating these carts with vitamin E and MCT oil. Who fucking knows? I don't know. But this is definitely my kind of scoop on it. I do think that they're out here contaminating big tobacco. You know, they don't have enough money. And apparently they don't have enough fucking deaths either. I guess, you know... Half a million, 300,000 people every single year just isn't enough for them. But fuck it, fuck it. 
So I do work in the cannabis industry. Uh, I've been working there now. Thank you. Fuck yeah. I love it. I love my job. It's awesome, man. Uh, every day I get to wake up and I go to a ton of different shops all throughout the city. I set up my little demo booth and represent our brand. Uh, I am with a vape brand company. Uh, let me just say we're 100% clean. And the way cannabis is fucking going, it's about to get crazy on what they have coming out now. It's going to be fucking weird. But I'm kind of ranting now. Now it's kind of going in a podcast. <laughs> I came here to do some fucking stand-up. Jesus. So earlier today, I ran into a man. He was with his lady. And I could tell this man was a little bit hesitant. Uh, I just wanted to tell him about the deal. Hey, man, buy one, get one today. I was formally greeted with, oh, ask her, ask her, ask her, ask her. I was like, oh, shit. All right, fuck. How long you guys been together? It was like, oh, we've been together for about three years now. I was like, okay. That's cool, that's cool. Three years and she clipped you real quick. It's a shame, man. I just don't know why guys have to seem like the woman makes all the decisions. I don't know. I feel like there's not enough relationship bonding between the two people now. Now it's just one person makes the whole thing. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. My man in the corner, what you been up to tonight, man? Uh, just doing what you're doing. doing. How long you been doing stand-up for now? <laughs> Definitely. Let me tell you, I'm fucking eating shit up here. Definitely. I hope your set was way better than mine. Lately, the only big problem I've had is actually trying to come out and catch sets and go and watch sets. Been at really just being a big pussy lately. After work, I just want to go home and sleep and smoke a couple bowls. And I'm like, fuck, come on, man. We got to go out. You got to get us some stage time. Get your reps in. I heard that you got to get to 100 open mics as quick as possible just to get your reps in. True? All right, I got a clap in the back. Nice, nice. So we are on the right path. Does anyone else have any random comedy notes? Anything that you guys have been finding that works here in the Bay? Anything you guys try to do all the time? Write it down? Yeah. Okay. Like physically write it down is what you mean. Mm -hmm. Always right. have a little notebook on you or put it in your phone and when you think of something funny because it'll be better later. Got you. Got you. Taking constant fucking notes. Perfect. Well, and, and as many oh. open mics as possible. Like you can hit five on a Monday if you try hard enough. Mm -hmm. Like it's same with Tuesday. If you want to make it a thing, you can you can hit five a night. Cool. And in San Francisco proper, not even just. Oak, and if you want to go to Oakland too, you could set up like a crazy night on a Thursday. You could really smash it out. Smash out. I yeah, heard that you could start really here in the city and then work your way through the peninsula too. I don't even. I never fuck with the peninsula because I don't have a car. But if fuck you have that, a car, then. if you have a car, you can do Santa Cruz. You can go all the way to Santa Cruz and you can hit. You can hit three open mics on the same night in Santa Cruz, and they have like real audiences because they have nothing better to do in Santa Cruz. And there's a huge college audience that's always there. But it's like you have to drive an hour and a half from here. I'm. I'm. Just, I'm not taking this away from your time on stage. No. You can do more jokes. Oh, good. But like Please. you're, yeah. Help me. But Help have me. you have you joined Bacon yet? Have you joined the Bay Area Comedy Network? Totally. Yeah, yes. and you got to look at the list of all the open mics, and it it's never updated. But we have three a week here at Mutiny, so and we're all ages. I know you look potentially under twenty one, but I'm sure you're not. Like, oh uh, no, I take off this hat and I'm forty five. Oh, you know, it's right crazy. away, boom, boom. Okay. I'm one of those guys. You wear a hat or a beanie, it's like, oh okay, he's a millennial. Take it off. Oh, it's a fucking forty five year old guy. 
24 with the hat, 45 without the hat. Totally, totally. Yeah, I'm all around here. And then, you know, everyone's got my skin tone now. Everyone's got a beard and is bald. I look like a lot of different fucking people. I don't know who I look like now. You're coffee colored. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Coffee. latte, baby. Latte. You know, with a little fucking sprinkles. Let's go. chocolate, mama. There was a whole (laughs) song about it, I think, at one point. Mm, okay, keep like doing it. jokes. Right on. All right, well, we're just going to keep rocking and rolling. Like I said, I am 23. I'm a millennial, just trying to figure everything out. Uh, of course, I live at home with my dad. Fucking loving it, rent-free. It's living. It's going great. The only thing is I do have competition with our dog. That's the only thing. We have a dog. We adopted her, not me, my stepmom. So it's definitely not my dog. I don't fucking like it or love it. So it's not mine. Uh, our dog came from Colombia. Much rougher background than myself. I have a suburban living. So it's kind of fucking weird when your dog kind of eyes you up and down and I'm like, fuck, all right, you can go. Go ahead, man. I'm not going to get in your fucking way. And the dog doesn't like me. Dog fucking definitely does not like me at all. And I can't complain. Since I've moved in, I come home and I always have a meal ready for me. Hot meal. It's fucking sweet. She, on the other hand, has got to eat kibble. I get it. It's not going to surprise me one day when she, I wake up. She's going to have a bone that she's been sharpening for about three months. She's going to put it to my neck and say, Tu es muerto, cabrón. Ba, 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 ba. Ba. I'm waiting to die because this dog is OG as fuck and I am soft as shit. I'm serious, man. The other day I was just smoking outside our crib in Pleasanton, let me remind you. Pleasanton, yes. I was in Pleasanton smoking in my car. It got a little windy. I got back. Uh, it was 2 a.m. And let me tell you, I was fucking paranoid, freaking out. So when I even walk out of here from mutiny tonight, I will once again be paranoid and freaking out because I'm a little stoned right now. <laughs> well, I hope everyone's having a great night uh, right here at Mutiny. And my name is Tristan, so let's keep it rocking and rolling. Yay, Tristan! Just for future reference, when you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. So I always give people a horn on the open mics because then, because it's a radio listening audience, like they hear the horn. And so when you're learning on Mondays at Joke Workshop, you learn what a minute feels like. So like I, I, I hope that everyone comes to Joke Workshop on Mondays from six to eight. And when you hear that, you like feel the minute and push the minute too. Fucking push it. Push it to a minute 20 and see what that feels like. Because when you listen to the podcast later, you're like, oh, was it a good minute in 20? Should I should have dumped out? Because when you're at the punchline on a Sunday, if you run it by 20 seconds, they're going to be like, motherfucker. They're, yeah, but yeah. So know what a minute feels like before you start you know, running the, running the light before your ego. Like if you're, if your ego's writing minutes that your talent isn't cashing, everyone's going to be pissed. But if you're fucking murdering the room, then no one will ever say anything about you running the light, obviously. But the reason I do the horn is because here we are on the radio. Why not? Like, and you feel it and then you listen to it and you go, oh, Anyway, so we have three open mics a week here at Mutiny Radio. We have Mondays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Saturdays is our four to six show, and it's the f- most fun show because it's the time is based on the n- number of comics that come. I'm going to be here from four to six, so if there's only five comics, then we're, everyone gets 15 minutes, you know what I mean? But if there's like a ton of people that come, then we have shorter sets. But lately, it's been like 15-minute sets, and everybody's kind of been killing it because everyone's been really nice to each other and like staying in the seats. And even random people walk by, and they're like, oh, this is cool. Anyways, Tristan, thank you for coming to Mutiny Radio. Is this your first time? Second time. 
Second time. Sorry, I didn't remember your first time. I'm terrible. I don't. I can't remember everything. But we have really. Uh, let's because we still have a little bit of time left on this. If you guys want to do like a show parade and everybody wants to come up and say what shows they're up on soon or what open mics they like. Um, I know that next Saturday I'm on the Hella Funny Show at Copyright, which is at 10 o'clock. It'll be after this show on Friday. And then the following Friday, no, at Copyright in the Folsom and in the Soma. And on the following Friday, the 25th, I'm on Kaiser Lieb's show at Piano Fight. And it's this crazy show where everyone gets three minutes. And in fact, if you have nothing to do later tonight, you really should go to Piano Fight. It's free to get in. It's a free show. And it's a great place to see a lot of comedians do three minutes apiece and just sort of like schmooze with your comedian peers. It's a nice place. Kaiser does an amazing job. Like he's really a kind and wonderful individual that brings people together. So um, it's I'm just going to go in there and come up and tell everybody what shows you're on coming up and whatever else is happening. Yay! Yeah, oh, I guess I... Uh, thank you for having me, Mutiny. Uh, it's a lovely place. It's so cool for the community. Um, this is Andrew DeLeon, Big Dick DeLeon on Twitter. Again, no, I'm just kidding. I only have an Instagram. Um... But I am working on new material because I'm going to be on the show on the 26th of October. It's going to be at Bar Fluxus. Oh, that's great. That's uh, a great, hella funny yes, show. It's, it's a, a great, fun- hella funny show. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a hella funny show. It's hosted by the godfather of San Francisco, Tony Sparks. Hell yeah. Uh, so I'm really trying to polish brand new material for that show. Polish that turd, uh, motherfucker. Yeah, so I was, I, I've been, you know, I thought of like a, a closer two nights ago and I was like, fuck, and then that kind of put my set together and I've been writing uh, yesterday and today and reorganizing. But anyways, October 26th, Saturday, October 26th at 8.30. It's a 90s after party, so come in costume. Uh, and I might do Seinfeld jokes there because in the in lieu of 90s night. Thank you very much, to Andrew bar DeLeon. fluxes, Andrew DeLeon, yay! Coming up with us, Ernest Evangelista. Hi, this is uh, Ernest Evangelista. My Instagram is easy motherfucking E. Spell the whole word. <laughs> Easy E S Y, not the cool way. Um, but yeah, I'm doing a show at Delirium tomorrow in uh, San Francisco. It's Saturday at Delirium as Sa- comedy now? There, no, oh, it's I a, love it. it's this guy's birthday. It's a DJ guy. Perfect. Uh, he's Filipino. I'm Filipino. I Lumpia. Think. Mm? So yeah, there's a DJ show. Well, it's his birthday, and he wanted comedians. So, and I'm also doing a show on the 26th at Bizarre Cafe. It's also Halloween, uh, Halloween show. My girlfriend might dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer, and I might be the Filipino victim that he murdered. Oh, that's darling. You're the cutest. Ernest Evangelista, everybody! Yay! Anybody else have shows? Tristan, go up and tell us about your show. Or your Twitter or whatever. You yeah. uh, my name's Tristan. Just doing an open micer still. Still an open micer, obviously. Uh, you can catch me at Natives Bar Wednesday. Show starts, I believe, 6.30 to 7. Cool. I, I believe it's every Wednesday. So, yeah, catch me out there. Natives, hopefully. is that a Sergio Presents show? I think it's a guy named Dan holds it. He pr- puts it on. Mm-hmm. Dan. Dan Myers. Dan Myers likes fires. I think so. Oh, I'm be. sorry. I need it, Or it better. could be Dan Shively. It's, those are the people I know. Gotcha. There we go. Sweet. Well, yay yeah. for Tristan. Right on. Huzzah. Hooray. 
Well, everybody, thanks for being here at Happy Hour. And uh, there we have three open mics a week here at Mutiny Radio and a showcase every Friday at 8 o'clock. So many fun things. We do free speech and everything else. So also looking for artists right now. If you're an artist, we are changing the art on the walls and I need a new artist. Uh, not that I don't love Amanda Rocks. She's fucking amazing, but we've had her for three months. And I'm just like the, the, the decapitated... Uh, unicorns are in my dreams now uh, that and the bunnies men in bunny suits are scary uh, hey stay tuned at Muni Radio coming up next is Muni's Comedy Clubhouse it's going to be a super fun happy birthday show for me whoopity doo I'm wearing makeup and a dress oh I look like a totally different person oh shit enjoy Sunk everybody Gwenevere uh, Q no big fucking deal and Young Sun uh, awesome people yay bye yay Thank you.